Are you looking to get custom merch for your band? PM Star Promotions is producing all types of promotional items such as shirts, hats, stickers, banners, koozies, skate decks, and much, much more. All products are imprinted in the USA and made to last while keeping your cost as low as possible. Need a shirt design or logo made? The PM Star team has over 20 years experience in graphic design to make your ideas come to life. PM Star Promotions is making their way by working alongside with national bands and record labels including Crowbar, Goat Whore, and Ripple Music. To get customized, dependable work or check out the package deals to fit your budget and other exciting offers, please check out our featured collection on Facebook, PM Star Promotions, or visit www.pmstarpromo.com. It's time to get noticed. Welcome back to the Metal Hand of God podcast, the most dangerous podcast on the internet. I am your host, Wayne, and these two fine gentlemen. You know these guys. You've been waiting for them to say their names, but I'm stalling. Go ahead. It's Bobby, baby. Hey, Bobby. How are you today? I'm good, baby. How you doing? I'm good. I'm glad. I'm glad you're back today. But, um, I didn't know you were coming. Is that the melodious sounds of the rum guy I hear? That is me. Hello. Uh, and, and we have a very special guest besides Bobby on the show today. Uh, he is the magician, Mister John Armstrong. Hey, how's it going? It's going great, dude. Uh, thank you for, like I said, thank you for doing the show. We much appreciate it. Oh, no problem. Yeah, you, it's always good to have magic on podcasts because that's really the best medium for magic. It is. It, it is. It really, you know, really is. People don't think about it. Yeah. All right, everyone get closer to your headphones because now the magic will begin. <laughs> Baby, the greatest magic is verbal as far as I'm concerned. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Well, this is great. You uh, you are absolutely amazing. Um I've seen a few of your videos. Um, uh, you are also you. You worked in Orlando at, at, at uh, Disney too at one point in time. Did you not? Yeah, I was twenty and I worked at Epcot from. Uh, I was there basically around Walt Disney World from uh, about ninety five to two thousand. So wow, yeah, I was there for, it was where it was pretty much my college years were spent working in uh, doing magic at uh, in Orlando. That's better than what I spent my college years. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm, I'm sure. I'm, I'm sure it was just as fun, just different. Uh, yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't go to college, baby. I dealt drugs, but you know that's. <laughs> that's not that's true, Bobby. True. Come on. We don't talk about that, baby. There's still warrants out in places. <laughs> well, it's far more lucrative than magic. Trust me. <laughs> baby, I've been to Walt Disney World. I ain't seen no magic in many years, except for that they used to have that hut out downtown Disney, baby. Where'd you do the magic at? Uh, I performed at Epcot in the Rose and Crown Pub, and then, but there's still magic there. I mean, there's a guy, there's the, my mentor, the guy who taught me. He performs as one of the the Streetmosphere people out on, on the, you know, we used to be called MGM, but this this Hollywood Studios Park, and then he does his act five times a day there uh, on the oh, street. Wow. Yeah, well, that's oh, really hey, cool. The rum, the rum guy knows all about the Rose and Crown. He's been drunk there many times. Really. <laughs> <laughs> that's the name, the rum uh, guy. The rum guy. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. He earned that. He earned that moniker. I mean, he did. Besides well, him thinking that he's a pirate, you know. Well, this this is this is interesting. Apparently, you were doing it in your college years, so you must have been doing uh, or, or perfecting your craft for uh, many years before that. I would assume. Uh, how how long? I mean, have you, was there anybody else that in, maybe in your family or that that got you interested in uh, going this route in magic, or is it just something that you just stumbled into? I grew up in Orlando, you know, cultural center of the world, uh, <laughs> land of opportunity. If you're a roller coaster, and so, 
I, you know, basically you have theme parks and you have shows in theme parks and that's what's around. And I was uh, a kid and I was fascinated by the shows that I saw. And it was actually the magic stuff that really, really, really fascinated me the most. But it wasn't until I met the man that I was just talking about. His name's Terry Ward. He's performing at he's been performing at Walt Disney World for 28 years. When I met him, when I was 14, I'm 41 now. Uh, I said, "That's what I'm going to do for the rest of my life." Uh, after seeing his show, and uh, he became my mentor, and just basically sort of like you know helped me. Uh, it still helps me to this day, as far as like. Uh, being a sort of a great guidance and like a father figure to me, and oh, uh, he taught me magic. Yeah, well, I, I I I assume it takes a long time to get to a point where you can feel comfortable just going out to 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 do a show on your own. I mean, uh, is that did you perform with him at any given time, or, or was it just like a a tutor type of thing, or how did that go for you in that? He was uh, my, he was my, like, yeah, he was my tutor. Like, he was the guy that, like, taught me, and then, like, I would learn from other people that he would introduce me to, and then I was, you know, going out and trying to do as much magic as I possibly could. And, uh, sure. He was, he was super, uh, he was super uh, influential in saying, hey, you have to, like, not just do this, you have to go out and, like, get some theater skills and join the drama department and take speech and debate classes. And, you know, he was really sort of uh, making sure that I was uh, always uh, learning as much as I possibly could about uh, not just the craft of magic, but just the craft of entertaining and entertainment in general and putting things together. And uh, when I was performing like, as a kid, you know, I was, I would shake, you know, my hands would like uh, tremble because I was so scared of, uh, sure. <laughs> the fact, you know, oh my God, they're gonna see what I'm doing. Um, but as I got, you know, uh, as I as I was constantly being forced to do as much magic as possible, um, it became very sort of second nature to me. And uh, uh, but it took a long time, really. And uh, so, I, but I, I would say it was a, he kind of threw me out in a sink or swim kind of way. He's like, here, go, do perform, go. Yeah, it's either you do the, you, you got to do it, go out there and do it, man. That's, yeah. I mean, that's, honestly, that's how I kind of looked at, um, I also, I know Rum has, uh, we've also performed, but in different, you know, aspects, we've both been in bands, so it's kind of like one of those things where, you know, you're nervous, but once you finish, you know, you can only practice so much, you just got to go out and perform in front of people. Right. No, and then you can't think too much about it, you right. just got to do it. Yeah, no, exactly. The moment you are just constantly in your head, then it becomes very apparent that you're just constantly in your head. Yeah, sure, sure. I was when I was a young kid, I I was fascinated by magic, absolutely fascinated by magic, and uh, uh, I got a uh, Christmas gift. I'm sure a lot of people got this stuff, but I was just like, this is so cool. I, I don't know if you're familiar with this old kit, and this, there was an old magician um, called uh, Blackstone. Oh, yeah, of course. And he had a magic kit. And I was like, I need to have this. I want this. I want this. It's all I asked for. And they finally got it for me. So I learned all those tricks. And I went to the library and I was researching other tricks. And, 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 and it, didn't, it didn't pan out. But, you know, hey, it was, <laughs> it was good. It was good. You know, uh, you know I, I still got a couple I can do at a bar here and there. But, you know, nothing, nothing great. <coughs> no, it's, hey, it's always good fodder for free drinks right it is yeah <laughs> i've perfected you know, the disappearing pint hey there you go even better <laughs> i'm i'm glad i'm on this show baby because i got a question for you hypothetically let's say you had a girlfriend stuck in a trunk for two weeks can she still breathe <laughs> <laughs> no and i believe you're getting confused with mob hits and magic <laughs> i believe that's a completely different and no, baby, I'm just but, into weird shit. But you know, that's cool. This yeah. is hypothetical. <laughs> there you go. Can you delete this from the podcast? No. Uh, yeah, sure. I'll do that for you. Thanks, right. baby. I much appreciate no, it. No, no problem, Bobby. No problem. Yeah. Um. Uh. My boss actually knows John. He's met John. Uh. Before, when he uh came down to New Orleans to do uh, uh you do lectures. Yeah, 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 yeah. For magicians, yeah. Yeah, and um, he's you know he's a magician as well, and uh, actually, we've been doing some shows together because I'm his assistant, so that's pretty cool. He looks. Oh, how does the dress fit? Does it, the dress it, fit? it fits okay. It's a little snug because um, I'm a little hefty, so 
I gotta go to the gym a little bit, but you know, big baby, tights they're okay. I mean, it's all right. I don't mind. <laughs> yeah, you know, I get the feeling this was not the first time you've been asked that. No, <laughs> no, not 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 even close, man. I, like every time I mention the fact that I am a magician's assistant, they're like, "How does the dress feel?" or "Do you look?" I don't, I, how do you look in a tutu and you know things like that? You know, I'm, I'm fine with it. It's okay. Yeah, I'm just wondering if he's yeah. trying to make that dick disappear, baby. No, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> See when John, uh, you got to tie it back. It was gonna be that kind of show, did they? No, I don't think John. Uh, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> and John, and, and we are pretty free form, by the way. You know, you can say whatever you want if you you know want to. Sure. Whatever. No, uh, I, I'm I'm all for it. I just wanted to make sure uh, you knew that. I didn't know if you awesome. knew that we were kind of whatever. That is also bad. Who's that? Oh, sorry. I was uh, I just stepped outside and uh, I was walking through. I have I'm actually on my way to a show tonight. As a matter of fact. Awesome. Awesome. Where are you performing? Okay. The Magic Castle. Oh, nice. dude, that's really cool. Um, so yeah. you don't know that woman because I'm newly single. <laughs> <laughs> I uh I, I we actually reported on a horrible incident that uh we heard about at the Magic Castle uh pretty recently. Yeah. That was that's that was terrible, man. I'm sorry yeah, to hear it's about a good that. Friend. I mean, I'm with you know, a lot of people, you know, they like to claim that kind of stuff, but I really genuinely knew him and know, uh, knew him for uh, a long time. And uh you know, he was uh, he was a great man. Uh, a really good performer. Uh very super influential. Uh when it came to magic and um uh, he's missed but uh yeah. i think he just felt like it was his time so yeah. what else to say about that uh, no no it's, that's cool i wasn't ex- i wasn't actually expecting you to say anything i was just you know bringing it up that we talked about the magic castle and that was unfortunately that was the only story we ever had about it was that one you know there's a, a lot of great people who perform there oh um, yeah my gosh i mean the history. like john, oh, yeah, absolutely like john armstrong Hello, like yeah, John like Armstrong. Like, hello, come on. I mean that. Uh, uh, I, I watched the um, the show when you were on uh, with uh, the Penn and Teller. And incredible, absolutely amazing. But the oh, that was awesome. Oh, we dropped. John dropped. That's terrible, baby. I was just about to ask him if he knows how to catch a bullet, just like Penn and Teller. <laughs> I don't think no. He actually has a really cool trick with a uh, baby uh, plunger. Tiny plunger. Yeah, the tiny, tiny plunger. plunger. It's fucking incredible, man. Oh, Just, he is so. He, he is. I think we lost the call when he went outside. Possibly. Yeah, I think so too. Let's let's see if we can connect again. Let's let's try to right. let's try to connect it back with John. You've got if you're listening to this, you've got to look this guy up. His uh, his card magic is absolutely phenomenal. I mean, he is probably. Well, I was a pen with the one that talks, pen or teller, which one is it? Uh pen talks. Pen talks. Uh he actually stated that uh one of the best card tricks he ever saw. Yes, it was incredible. And John is and John is back with us. Here he is. Yes, Sorry, everybody. Sorry guys. No. Stupid internet. Uh, that's okay, man. <laughs> we we get this problem all the time with retarded Skype. It's terrible. Well, we were we were just t- we were saying that you were doing one of your tricks right now where you disappear and you were going to reappear, which is very cool. <laughs> well, again, nothing is more baffling than an audio disappearance. <laughs> it is true. That Seriously. is true. I, I wanted to make sure that the audience got the full force of my power. Some <laughs> <laughs> um, baby, yeah, as far as like magicians out there right now, is there anybody that inspires you? You know, uh, I have to say, uh, that a lot of guys you probably never heard of, um, but uh, there's there's a there's a magician who I'm I'm, I'm proud to say that I'm friends with. He's performing with the Illusionist tour. Uh, his name's Colin Cloud, and he performs mind reading, sort of mentalist type stuff. And oh. he is just amazing. And then speak on that same kind of level, um, also sort of a mind reader mentalist uh, and a huge household name uh, in the UK is a guy named Darren Brown. Uh, and he performs. Uh, he's actually doing a bro- off Broadway show right now uh, in New York. Maybe it is on Broadway, but he's wow. doing his show right now on New York. And uh, uh, that, it's great. And speaking of other, the great shows that are in New York right now, there's a show called In and in, in, in Itself, uh, if I'm saying this right. And his name's Derek Delgadio, and he's a card magician, but he tells these amazing stories. He does card magic uh, in this really, really uh, smart, sophisticated way. 
uh, he's brilliant. Um, so th- those are guys who are like right now doing stuff out there that I find to be fascinating that you can go and you can watch um, and, uh, and see them. Google's, baby. Say what? I said, look them up on the Googles, baby. That's right. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, it's it, it's it's got to be a, a difficult thing uh, to uh, to to come up with the the type of original things that you're doing and and these other guys are doing it, it it's got to be difficult because you're you're taking something I, I'm just I, I'm you know I'm just speculating you would be taking something uh, that and, and trying to craft it in a way that. It, it, it hasn't been seen done this you know that way before Turn it so i mean that's to got to be difficult this this day and age yeah i mean it's i mean if you've seen a lot of um stand-up comedy you know you, if you go and you watch open mics and you th- see things like that so much of it becomes rep- uh, repetitive sure uh, and when you um the people that sort of rise above that are the ones that become famous or semi-famous these become known as you know you know pro comics are the ones that have are talking about maybe the same things, you know, relationships, money troubles, whatever, but doing it in such a different, unique way that they uh, connect to people um, in ways that other people really haven't before. And I sure. think that's the same thing with magic. You're taking a lot of these effects that people understand. You know, there's only so many things that can happen magically. You know, things can vanish, things can reappear. You can change one object to another object. You can um, take something and make it go through another thing. It's solid. You know, if you basically run out of tricks after about seven ideas. So then mm-hmm. it's taking those things that are impossible and trying to uh, make them resonate with people, be interesting, entertaining, engaging, and not just, hey, I can do this and you can't, which sadly is why I think a lot of people don't like magic because uh, it becomes very, very, very like, ugh. Well, okay, so you can do that. Who cares? You know, there's obviously a trick. Never mind. So, you (laughs) know what I mean? Like that's, you got to find something that's going to make that interesting and engaging and not just uh, a guessing game of hey, can you figure out how this works? Yeah, how did I do this? Right? Yeah. Uh, there, uh, there's a. I was always fascinated by by like the sleight of hand stuff and that, but and then some of the the bigger illusions. There was a this guy. He I, I remember seeing him when I was oh my god, I must have been like sixteen. Um, but he, it was a magician. He wasn't well known. So like uh, sixty just, years ago. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he uh, <laughs> he had this really cool. He was the, actually the first kind of funny magician I had ever seen. Like live, yeah. Um, do you remember who he was? Oh gosh, I, I could tell you the trick, and maybe this would was would the, the the thing. His it wasn't it wasn't like amazing Jonathan or anything like that, but it was. Um, he he stood on stage and he was going through uh, the the classics, you know. But they were like they were they were destined to fail, but spectacularly fail. You saw Carl Ballantyne. There May- you go. <laughs> if he was British, if he was British, you saw Tommy Cooper. Who was well, became a household name, um, but if it. you saw if you, it was an American, his name was Carl Ballantyne, and his act was basically the, you know, I'll show you something, and then it just oh, I guess that doesn't work out so well, and then he moved on to the next thing, and that was because he he, yeah. he made the doves appear right, or, or and he was like oh, and as he's doing this trick, there's this this guy walking behind him uh, in, in a hunting outfit just at the same moment. And he lets the doves go, and they go up in the air, and the guy pulls the gun, and, bo- and all of a sudden, it just turns into feathers. I, I, yeah, that's, I'm pretty sure that's Carl Ballantyne. I'm pretty it sure. Was, it was hysterical. That guy was amazing to me. Is that when you found out how the doves cry, baby? I did. How the doves cry. <laughs> how the doves, how the doves cry. Wow. <laughs> yep. Oh, what, quite, quite the great '80s pool there. Nice work. Yeah. <laughs> it was nice. That was that was nice. I have to admit that. A lot of things in the '80s, baby. I sold a lot of poker sugar. <laughs> <laughs> Let me ask you something, baby. What, what what do you say is the height that a magician can get to? Like you said, a stand up comedian. You know they wanna they wanna get a TV show, get a movie. Right. What what, what do magicians aspire to? Uh, being able to pay the rent. <laughs> That's always a good one. That, that is the best one, I believe. Yeah, I mean, there's that. I, I you know, um, I mean, again, it's really interesting in this country. Um, Magic is not as prevalent on media as it is in other countries. It's really weird, like in Japan and Korea. Oh, Japan is huge. They've got yeah. In in the UK, in English speaking countries like the UK or Australia, magic is a is a is a pretty normal thing that you see. There are there are a few well known magicians. Like there's a few well known comedians or you know or variety acts of any sort. 
here it just doesn't it doesn't seem that well there hasn't been a a, a, a big huge national um magician other than blaine and chris angel uh right. one of the two of those i think is horrible uh mm-hmm. and uh, i do too yeah i here we go i'll make it very easy for you uh david blaine is is a very smart man and, and understands magic very very well. So there you go. I'll yeah, he's actually coming to New Orleans pretty soon. I'm I'm pretty excited about it. I'm, uh... Oh yeah, no, he's great. I mean that 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 he he redefined how magic should be portrayed on television, and he's got he needs to have um, a lot of respect for that. I, I give him lots of credit I, for that. I watched a few um, a few shows on a guy they uh, UK called Dynamo. Oh yeah, Dynamo. Dynamo again. He Darren and Dynamo and Paul Daniels and this basically like a, there's entire magic competition shows over there. Oh I mean, yeah, those guys are. Uh, we have Paul's not with us any longer. Paul pa- uh, passed, but but I mean those guys are like you know in the public eye, have TV specials or you know do theater shows. They're huge, you know, and it just doesn't happen here as much. People think magic is either birthday parties or Las Vegas in this yeah. country. And um, I'm telling you, the guys who work birthday parties—they are legends. They are the guy. They are uh, the first line of defense when it comes to magic. I have all respect in the world for guys who actually do children's parties, family entertainment on a regular basis. I um, I don't look down on that at all. Uh, and then there's guys that are—you know—they do have like big, huge boxes and things like that. But the majority of magicians who are working—they're not working in either one of those two things. They're working as close-up magicians and cocktail events or you know corporate things or they're doing restaurant gigs or they're they're doing uh you know walk around in private events you know the majority of magic that's done um uh, you know is in the middle where you're doing like little stand-up things or college gates or uh, cruise ships you know that's where the majority of guys are working these days basically vegas is float um is very 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 uh thin when it comes to magic and most and all of those shows are four wall meaning that the shows themselves are produced by themselves they're not getting paid by the casinos it's not like getting a vegas show is the ultimate dream of a magician anymore because getting a vegas show means you become a business where you have to like run your own show and pay for yourself and pay for all your props and pay for all your entertain uh, all your pr it's not like it's not like a big cut a big check and here you know i'm gonna pay you uh 100 grand a year to do your magic show no it doesn't that doesn't work that way anymore um podcasting industry yeah thank you basically everything is gone you know it's uh, all industry for the most part especially with entertainment with the 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 grand uh sort of uh, major different distribution channels have all gone to the you know it's all gig economy it's all individual things where you're basically having to be a self-made you know business person in whatever sort of show that you're doing yeah so how do you do it i mean is it it's probably it's for you it's got to be a 24-hour job just to keep keep everything going i mean just uh like you said you're the self-promotion and the stuff you do i mean it must yeah. be exhausting well, exactly what it is. I mean, it's, with the show business, it's really about the business. And I'll be completely honest. I've never been, like, the best about the business. Like, I've been very lucky that other guys, other magicians who are really good at the business, good magicians and really good at the business, have always gone, oh, John's a really good act. I'll, when I can't do this gig, I'll let John do it. <laughs> so, like, that's been very – I've been very lucky. This guys have been very good to me over the years. And then um, – I decided, hey, I better learn something from them. So I really, uh, you know, sort of buckled down. And when I didn't have steady gigs, like um, the gig I did at Caesars in uh, Las Vegas or the gig that I did, you know, at Disney, uh, I always um, was hustling, um, but um, trying to, like, find it, what my niche was. And it's only in the last couple of years that I have found what my niche is. And it's basically I do corporate events. Um, where I do like after dinner speaking or shows of that type of net with some walk around magic there. And then I do uh, cruise ships and cruise ships have nice. been like a big thing for me. And I found a cruise ship agent that took me on and uh, I, I do a lot of that. And so um, my major income is like some private event work, some, you know, a couple comedy clubs here or there, uh, the, you know, uh, but then it's cruise ships, corporate, and then when I do like consulting things, when I work for uh, as a magician, but not as a performer, when I consult for Disney or for uh, Universal Creative, working on projects for theme parks or shows, when I do, when I created the comic book that's featured in the movie, uh, when I when I've done stuff like for um, consulting on TV and uh, and movies as a magician, live productions and stage shows, I do a lot of that. So like I'm very diverse. 
uh, and how I how I make my money, I guess. Um, so I don't have like one ultimate goal. My ultimate goal is, hey, I live comfortably and I get to do whatever I want. And That's if I awesome. decide this month I'm going to take off from doing uh, cruise ship shows and instead just sit sit at my house and watch Netflix all month. I can afford to do that. Yeah, See, that's so awesome. That's nice. That's yeah. really cool. Yeah, so we you, need to get you on the cruise ship, the Horizon, uh, <laughs> because I'm oh, going to yeah. be on that one. Uh, that's going to be the maiden voyage out of Barcelona, Spain. you got to get on that one. All right. I'll see what I can do. <laughs> um, yeah, we're going to movies, baby. Did you did you see Now You Can See Me? Uh, I've seen them both, yeah. Uh, they're, they're, they're they're, they are. Say what? Well, no. I mean... It's a standard trope in magic that um, the person that is doing fake magic, you know, illusions, sure. uh, eventually has real powers, you know, or ha- or is hiding the fact they have real powers. Lord of Illusion, the Clive Barker film, which right. I love. Oh, yeah. Incredible which actually, there's movie. a whole scene that takes place at the Magic Castle, which is great. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, very, uh, you know, uh, Zantana, the classic Disney, uh, DC yeah. um, uh you know, uh, a magician, uh, superhero. Female, yeah. they, they're all basically like, we are fake. We're going to pretend like we're fake magicians to hide the fact we have real magic powers. That's a very, very common trope. And so, uh, those movies are based on that kind of trope and that's fun. That's fun. Science fictiony stuff. Sure. Uh, and I'm, and I'm fun with that. So I'm fine yeah. with that. That's yeah. not, is it how magic works? Hell no, absolutely not. But it's it's fantasy. It's not meant to be. Yeah, so. like the the first film was filmed down here, and they uh, they consulted with all the magicians that are in this area, and my boss was part of that. You know, part of that group of guys, and cool. um, you know they would they would ask to borrow things and do stuff like that. Well, they actually, he has a guillotine trick and uh, he never uses it. It's just, it's just a prop that he bought because he thought it was really cool. So it's in his shed. They asked him to borrow it and they, they, they never gave, they never came for it, but they paid him. It's nice. It's like, all right, that's cool. I'm all right with that. You know, <laughs> that's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. That's the best money. And uh, actually, uh, friends of the show, uh, my friend Eddie and, and, um, stuff that that you know their friends of our show actually do special effects and they did all the special effects for those movies so it was kind of oh, great yeah it's pretty cool um you were speaking of like you know all the different things uh that you're trying to get into you know you do the this and then it's really hard to get into you know vegas and do these big shows and stuff and yeah. and it's true because you know doc my boss he, he's been trying to put this show together for like six years or so and we finally have gotten our first like show as a parlor as a parlor act. You know, like we're gonna go to a hotel and they're actually gonna let us perform in their hotel. Right. So it, it's taken a while for him to actually do this, but hopefully it 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 pans out to be something pretty decent. I think so. that's great. That's good for him because it's a no, new it's a New Orleans yeah. based and show. And those shows, those, those smaller little shows, have been popping up all over the United States. There's um, in the weirdest places too. There's like one in um, there's a permanent magic theater in Maui uh, wow. where guys are doing sort of close-up magic type stuff. There's uh, there's one in Orlando. There's a couple actually in Florida. Uh, one in Orlando. One in Tampa. Um, and uh, there's a there's different little places where guys are like just doing these little parlor shows. And Steve Cohen. Yep. Yep. Uh, he has a show in New York that is super uh, successful. <laughs> the Million He's Dollar been doing Magician. It for years. Yeah. And then now these guys in Chicago, I was just there last weekend performing at their event, their, their uh, venue. And they have, they've built basically, they started like with one night a week and they went to two nights a week. And now they're going to open their own magic bar, like a full, you know, that's like cool. awesome. people can go and see magic five nights a week. And like, you know, where guys are doing close up magic and then there's a stage show and then you go to another room and there's guys doing stuff behind the bar and, it's a really kind of a fun environment, so it's almost like the Magic Castle in a sense, that's but you know, but for the but open for the public and not uh, a private club like we are. Here, that's here's very a, cool. Here's a weird question. I and I, I don't know the answer to this. Is there a con, like a, a magic con? Yes, there is. Oh yeah, absolutely. There's there's definitely magic conventions that uh, happen and have been happening for more almost a hundred years. 
Um, and there's different there's different varieties of them. Like for example, I'm going to be performing uh, and lecturing at a couple coming up in May. I have one that's in a couple weeks that's in Florida, which mm-hmm. is a close up convention. So the whole thing is uh, is geared towards just close up magic. So uh, these people a- people come in, they'll get tickets, they'll walk around, they 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 meet everybody, or is it just pretty much closed to just it's mostly magicians. magicians. It's mostly magicians, but there's no there's no like trial. There's no like you know they don't look they don't look anybody up. If anyone pays the two hundred dollars or whatever it is to come in, they get in. You know what I mean? Oh, like, okay. Wanna, yeah, there's no. Um, I mean, it's geared towards people that supposedly are magic hobbyists, magic enthusiasts, part time magicians, or or even pro- professional magicians, people who are involved in the trade or the craft or the hobby in some way. But sure, but. Anyone can come in off the street and go to these things. It's not there's no vetting process of any sort. They are I have been producing I produced one in Steamboat Springs and then one on the Queen Mary in Long Beach, uh, magic festivals that are for the public. So they're wow. magic conventions with all different types of shows that people can see over over a weekend, um, but but all geared towards the public. So there might be a teaching session, but it'd be very basic, you know, here's tricks you can do for your grandkids or tricks you can do for your friends sure. at school type of thing, you know, and then, but the rest of the shows are, you know, a close-up show where guys are standing around, you know, a little, a little table, like 30 people in a room and they do a, a close-up show where there's going to be a parlor show, which are a little larger, like 60 people or, or a stage show, you know, like 200 people, or we actually did the Queen Mary. We do it for about 700 people wow. uh, well, at the stage room. So. Maybe that's what maybe that's what the U.S. needs. Maybe maybe we need more of that grassroots out to the people thing to actually to 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 make it bloom and and blow up as much as it uh, as it has in the U.K. and in Japan and places like that. And I agree with you completely because th- and that's what I've been trying to do with these festivals is I want to give people the idea that when because I know for a fact that when I say to somebody that I'm a magician. I'm working against the type. I'm working against a, a, a preconceived idea of what it is I do right. or sure. what it is magic is. And uh, to the point where I don't book myself as a magician, I talk. I say that I'm an entertainer, you know, and, and people who sure. see my act and know my act, they book my act. But if I was to have to come cold and say, well, what I do is I'm a magician, instantly then they think, grab out a hat, birthday party clown, you know, uh, that guy at Thanksgiving that always does that one boring card trick. And then when they see, <laughs> and when they see that I'm a, basically a card magician that I pretty much primarily perform with cards, they're like, oh, boy, just having a deck of cards in my promo make, you know, gives them flashbacks to Uncle Tom who does that stupid <laughs> card trick every year, you know, and then I have to fight Uncle against Tom, that. So Uncle Tom, exactly. <laughs> Um, you know what? I, I understand the stereotype because I've, I've dealt with it all my life. They look at me, they go, "God, that's a handsome man," but he's probably stupid. Oh, you're right, so exactly. You're so stupid. Exactly. <laughs> but, I mean, oh, but no, man. seriously, I think I think that's a great thing to go to to, to as that grassroots put. I would go and as as just you know, just to watch stuff. Average yeah, me guy too. buy a ticket. I would love to go see live shows like in, in a venue like that. I think that would be amazing. It's been very successful. Like the ones we do at Steamboat Springs, this little town in Colorado that's basically a ski town. People mm. just go there to the ski lounges. But there's a you know there's a little little town there, and we basically do the festival for the locals. I mean, uh, some people drive in from Denver or other places, uh, sure. but for the most part, it's for the locals. And we f- we fill this like 200 seat theater uh, six times during the weekend, and then do other little close up shows and stuff around it. And people people love it. People just buy Very a pass cool. for the entire weekend, and it's like for 30, 30 bucks. It's nothing. They buy, you know, they pay thirty bucks, and then for the whole weekend, they can come and see as many of the shows they want. It's uh, and and it's great. And where we do shows that are geared towards families and kids, we do shows that we say are eighteen plus and no kids allowed, and um, all different uh, ranges and different styles of magic. And I've had some really great guys up there, people who've been on Penn & Teller Fool Us, and America's Got Talent, and um, wow. people who are really, really... In fact, actually, sadly, America's Got Talent, I say sadly because I mean this, America's Got Talent uh, is the primary way that people in the United States see magic on television. And it's true. It's, yeah, and I don't... I'm not a, and it's only 90-minute cuts, you know, clips. Of, and all... Of, I don't know if you've ever seen it, but all the magic scenes be pandering towards the judges. It's some It's some bit about the judges and some Sure, way, yeah, yeah. Which is awful, I hate. It's pretty and, terrible. The, the show that is 
been really good for Magic in the U.S. and has been and really good for me personally was um, Penn and Teller's Fool Us. They are well, Penn and Teller show. are just incredible by themselves. Those guys are just yeah. they know everything. It's unbelievable. And Penn and Teller are just really great performers, and 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 they're doing. They love Magic. They want to get good Magic out there and to give these guys a real sort of. Um, place to go and perform magic and showcase themselves whether or not they fool them is really not the point the point is that people are getting to see really good fun imaginative magic on tv you know on a regular network television show and that's that's great that's yeah. you gotta you gotta be proud of that so. yeah I, I really like them i've always liked them even you know as a as a kid i was a huge fan of them and then they came out with uh of course bullshit which was hysterical and yeah, then, yeah. and then now with this, each, you know, I have nothing but respect for those guys because they they really do love what they do, and you know, respect the art basically. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. You know? no, and then and Teller, uh, Teller especially, um, is like a an amazing uh, sort of servant of magic and of magic history and knowledge, and just he's just really great. It's been it's been quite awesome that I've gotten to like talk to them both and hang out with them cool. and yeah it's What's one cool? of those things where a little little kid me would not believe that i, I who i who i have on my phone roll you're you like holy like, shit you know, yeah oh, i was i was looking up um youtube i don't know if you've ever um what, seen any of these videos i don't know if you ever looked up a, youtube before yeah I have. Uh, it was just YouTube, really busy. What's this YouTube thing you talk about? I'm not. I'm not sure what that's about. What's that about? It's on. It's on the thing called the interweb. Oh right, right. Yeah, Isn't that? No, no. That's the magic porn box. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. That's it. There's like the magic porn ports. box. Yeah. It's nice. I yeah. found it on the Googles one time. You found it on the Googles. <laughs> Yeah, Google's is different. You you needed a cream for your Googles. Um, <laughs> no, but I was on I was on YouTube and I was looking at stuff and I was like, oh, you know, different magicians and things. And it's like there's there's so many anti magician people out there that are just so they're just so weird. Like they're they're like uh, well, there's one there's one cluster of people that they they take bits and they try to break down the videos of people, yeah. and then they're like. They're calling upon a demon spawn. Look at them They're talking <laughs> to the devil, and they're like, and they slowly. Really? You mean, it's, not just, it's not just like saying, "Here's how the trick works." No, 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 no. They're no. giving it. They're giving it like fake reasoning. That is, yes, that is, yeah. uh, that is actually the work of the devil. I yes. love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and if you look at, if you look at, uh, I swear there, there actually there may be a video of you on there. I'm not saying this, but there may be. <laughs> there a, may be one of you, demon. <laughs> but but they're, they're they're breaking it down. It's like if you look at the the way their eyes dilate, you can see the reptilian. Yeah. Of the, it's like what the f is going on? But I love it. They they do this. If you you want a good laugh, go and watch a few of these. It things. is hysterical. I, I, I want I want them to break down my tiny plunger trick from Penn and Teller. Oh, dude. And, be like, <laughs> and this is where the demon spawn comes from. The plunger and sucks the other cards it, up. It's well, because the, the, the plunger's plunger is red. Talisman. Yes. Oh, it's like talisman. That's right. Right. That's what I'm summoning Satan through. Is the is the plunger, of course, of course. Which, by the way, is an incredible trick. I, I I've watched it. I'd say three or four times, and it, and it blows me away every time. Oh, thanks. Yeah, it's yeah, a lot man. of fun. I, 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 my career has been built around my uh, my weight loss over the last couple years. I was I was gonna plunger. say I was also gonna say congratulations on that too. By the way, because oh, thank you. because I did watch. Um, the the this is how I came across John is because I was watching the magicians um, documentary on Netflix. Yes, and Caitlin was like my my fiance was like you really need to get that guy on the show because he likes comic books and he does magic. It's perfect. Get him on the show. So I was like, all right, I'll I'll, I'll see what happens. And we emailed you, and it just so happens you come on. So it was great. Sure. Yeah. Eventually, sorry about the delays. Oh no, man! You got you got a lot of stuff going on, dude. You know, yeah, busy guy. So, so you, there was a there's a there's a weight loss thing that oh yes, did? yeah. So in the in the movie, I'm 75 pounds heavier than I am now. Oh wow! Yeah, because when when your picture uh, came up so that, on here, so I was so like, you wow. Originally, were 100 pounds, and now you're 25. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> exactly. exactly. <laughs> oh shit! That doesn't seem healthy. No, but yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It's uh, congratulations on that, man. That's awesome. I wish I could figure out a way to lose my weight. It's terrible. What, what, what's your trick for anybody out there listening? Uh, you know, I mean, it's diet and exercise. It's really all it is. And all right. I I learned really quickly that you can't drink two liters of soda a day. That's. <laughs> oh yeah, no, if you cut if you cut out soda, that's a big thing. 
No, baby, I got, I got. Uh, let's call them supplements. That's that what was I was doing. Out of the way quickly. <laughs> Mountain Dew supplement. <laughs> yeah, gotcha. yeah, exactly. No, um, I mean, it's be pop. Uh, before it's you know, super. what happened? <laughs> it's all good, baby. Just all go right. on. My go bad, on. my bad. I, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Be like proud Mary. Keep on rolling. I it's am. Fine. I'm doing this. I'm doing this right here. So, uh, besides the. Um, the documentary, which hello, hello? Yeah. you there? Oh, we he's breaking yeah, up. Right here. There okay. he goes. Go ahead, Wayne. All right, all right, you hear me? Okay, awesome. Uh, besides the documentary, which what like I said, which was incredible, I enjoyed every minute of it. Uh, it was also sad in a lot of parts, but you sure. know, I mean, that's that's what kept me going with it. So, uh, but it did bring up that you had a comic book. Now, this really intrigued me because. I want to get a copy of this series sure. of books. Like, I don't know how many you put out or, you know, whatnot. Well, it was a major print run. I mean, we did a full print run. But I, I, I mean, I you know I sold out, like, we sold out a long time ago. But I, I'm sure I can get you one. Um, uh, and, and they're out there. I mean, you can get them on Amazon occasionally. They're, they're around. Um, but um, we did a book called Smoke and Mirrors. And the idea was that the book... Um, it was about a magician like myself, a you know, fake magician who gets transported <laughs> into a world where magic is real. So that same trope I was talking about earlier where the, the magician uh, who is doing magic tricks is hiding the fact that he has real magic powers. We flip that trope on its head where everybody has magic powers except this guy. Nice. And he is doing magic tricks. And because they've never – why would they need magic tricks in a place that has real magic – he is doing stuff that they think is the most incredible magic in the world. And so he is, he's fooling them so, you know, just so amazingly. And they assume he is like the next level of wizard. And That's that is incredible. what the show, that was what the, it is about. And, um, That's so awesome. So we, uh, we, we ran that as a, it was a five issue series. It became a trade paperback, um, uh, at great, you know, graphic novels. It's called now. And uh, we sold a bunch of them. And what was cool about it is that we had magic tricks in the book, meaning that as you read it, you could go back and you could actually like uh, read a page. Let's say there was five cards. You would think of one of the cards and you would turn the page and then there'd be four cards and the card that you were thinking about was missing. So like if you actually did what the characters were doing in the book, like as, as you were reading it, you then experienced magic tricks being performed for you as you were reading. So yeah, it was kind of fun, and, and, and really cool. that point right there is what blew me away in the in the documentary. I was like, oh, I, you know, it's not just a normal comic book. It's that's pretty awesome. Yeah, and, and it sold well, and, and and we you know we did all right with it. We're hoping actually to uh, put out another volume of it. Um, myself, all, the guys that we created it with me, it was basically you know it's really them. I mean, the writer is a guy named Mike Costa who writes on the show Lucifer. Nice. Um, yeah. And uh, he's a comic book writer. He's writing the Venom comic right now for uh, for Marvel. Uh, but he, he uh, did a lot of stuff and really, really uh, great comic book writer. And then another, and the artist was a guy named Ryan Brown. And Ryan, at the time, was uh, when we did the book. You know, he was he had a little bit of a following, but uh, he wasn't a big name. But now he's a big name. He's done like a ton of great stuff. He's worked. Uh, he's had his own uh, comics for Image. He's on a second book for Image now. Um, doing a, a book called uh, Curse Words, which is a magic book of all things. And then he did a book called, it was his book called God Hates Astronauts, which is just amazing. And, um, <laughs> uh, and, and he's great. So those guys are great. And so we were talking, I just saw these guys in Chicago last weekend and we're talking. We're like, yeah, we need to do another one. We're going to try to actually pick it back up and, uh, and do a volume two. So this eventually it eventually will happen. That's really great cool. TV show. I think so too. I mean that that's that's the thing. It, there was a lot of really interesting media ideas for it, but uh, yeah, it didn't go anywhere originally. So, well, uh, you know, if you you should you should ask your your uh, that little demon that lives in your plunger, maybe. You can <laughs> yeah, help. maybe he can help yes. out a little bit. You know, Are you from I, will, I will sacrifice something to the great plunger demon so that I can get <laughs> media rights for my. Oh, good. Oh, people are ridiculous. Shit. If they are kind of amazingly ridiculous. Uh, I, I, that's that's how, one of my back in the early, early, early days. I was working at a restaurant, um, and I, I I got fired from the restaurant because 
uh, as a as the magician. I go just walk around and do magic. Uh, and I got fired because a woman uh, saw me doing magic. Uh, I came up to her table. I said, hi, you know, I, no, 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 we don't see magic here. And I said, okay, no problem. Have a great day. And I left. And that little exchange was enough for her to start a writing letter writing campaign with all of her churchgoers so that they fired me at this little local restaurant. Oh, my and, God, dude. And this is like when I was in my 20s. And I'm like, you know what? I'm good. That's that kind of cemented right there how I feel yeah. about all, all of that. Right. Right. Jesus, there. man. That's terrible. If you, know, you don't want to see it. I got no problem with that. That's cool. It's yeah. not your thing. You think it's demon work. Fine. I'm going to walk away. And I'm going to do for these people over here oops might enjoy it i got no problem with that but for her to like be like no you are infringing my rights so uh i can't eat at this restaurant because i just have to know there's a demon worker here in go this restaurant. from me satan get away yeah that's ridiculous because <laughs> that's what i'm going to sell my soul for right card tricks yeah card, card tricks that, that i mean that's, it yeah. seems worth it right yeah, totally worth it <laughs> i mean I mean, at least you're not selling your soul for balloon animals, baby. That's true. That's true. Yeah, you have to have a, you have to have some standards. See, it could be worse. It could yeah. be worse. Could be worse. See, I thought you were going to say you were working at the restaurant and you were making food disappear. Oh. Hey, I hear that so many times when I'm on the ships. <laughs> do you have any idea? Like, that's the only way that people can communicate with me sometimes. I'll do my show. And they've, they've enjoyed the show, and they come up to me, and they say, really enjoyed your show, and I'll be eating or whatever. And the next thing they say is, you're going to make that food disappear? <laughs> and I, I hear that for the entire week after my show. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Uh, See, it, I, I'm, just, I'm just getting you back in the groove for it, man. That's all I'm trying to do. Like, there you go. My, you. my favorite thing is after we do, our, you know, we do our show, every time someone will walk up to us and go, hey, I know somebody you can make disappear. Do you do you get that? Right. Yeah. Can you make my wife disappear? Yeah. Can you, uh, can they say no. Really? Sure. Exactly. <laughs> I got a trunk. So my response to that, depending on how sassy I'm feeling at that moment, <laughs> is usually like, "Wow, that seems like a bigger issue in your relationship that I really want to deal with right now." <laughs> so thank you very much. I need to. I'll, I'll step away. That's <laughs> feeling very sassy. Like I'm like. Because they're, they're obviously, can you make my husband disappear? Well, that seems like a very big issue in your relationship. I don't want to be involved in that. You should just pull out a card. Again. You should just pull out a card that, that says, like, lawyer on it. Here. Bobby, you got, you got exactly. a trunk, right? Right, exactly. Bobby's got the trunk. He can make anybody disappear. <laughs> you just got to push his girlfriend over. I don't even need to do that, baby. I got stuff in my trunk that I can, you just feel like you disappeared. <laughs> you just got a lot of junk in your trunk. I don't know. Lord, oh my me. God, that's funny. Well, you know, um, John, is there anything you want to plug that people can, you know, go and see you and uh, or you know, in the next future or whatever? So uh, I'm doing a show at the Hollywood Fringe Festival. Uh, two shows actually. One's called Comic Amazement, which is my show. Where I'll be doing different stuff, and then I'll be doing another show with uh, three other magicians who are all really great guys. All been on Penn and Teller Fool Us and uh, TV spots and stuff like that. And they uh, we're doing a show called Name That Magic Show, which is a magic competition show. And in that one, we the audience votes on the magician they like the best, and then the one that actually wins is the only one that gets paid that day. Um, so we're doing that, which will be kind of fun. <laughs> Uh, and uh, and then I have, you know, I'm, I'm obviously people should watch if they haven't seen it already. Watch the Netflix documentary "Magicians: Life in the Impossible." It's on Netflix. Uh, they can also download it from iTunes if they want to pay for it, which I don't know why. If you if you have Netflix, but if you don't have Netflix and you want to just buy one movie, it's pretty cheap on uh, iTunes. And uh, that's about it. And I really appreciate it. Yeah, man, no problem. Uh, no, what about what about on. what about your website? Oh yeah, cardjohn.com. C a r d j o n dot com. Cardjohn.com. Uh, sign, sign up for my mailing list, and I can show you about live performances in your area. Very cool. Yes, definitely. Well, John, dude, look, really, really glad you finally got to be on the show. Um, you are an extremely funny guy. You're talented, and like I said, man, I really hope you know you get more and more popular as it goes on, dude. You deserve it. Well, I, d I super appreciate that, man. Thank you very much, and it was great talking to you guys. Thank you. All right, so much. John, you and, have a good one, man. Good luck tonight. All right, thank you. All right. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that was Mr. John Armstrong. That guy was awesome. He was, wasn't he? He was, he was funny, dude. He was he was just a really good guy. I, I enjoyed having him on the show. Um, 
and like I said, uh, Dr. Joe knows him. I mean, he's met him uh, before. He actually had to bring uh, John to his hotel after they did the um, uh, lecture and stuff. So that's nice. pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that, then, I mean, works. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Uh, I think I think he actually had Dr. John. Uh, Dr. John. <laughs> Dr. John, baby. No. Uh, him too. <laughs> I think uh, I think Joe bought his uh, tiny um, plunger truck. So, you know, know what I'm saying? No, not baby. I don't know what you're talking about at all. The, the tiny plunger trick. Look it I, up. It's awesome. Sounds like you're speaking in smoke and mirrors, baby. I am. You heard me? Yeah, you got to find that book, man. Yeah, I do. I do. I really want to check that out. Um, Have you tried the library? I did, and they said no. I'm sure you can find probably a, a copy on Amazon or something like that, so... Uh, anybody out there listening want to get Wayne a gift? Uh, get him a copy of Smoking Mirrors. Yes, please. That'd be amazing. Go on the Googles. I'll Go check. On the Googles. I'll check out the Googles and see what happens. They got the Googles, the YouTubes. You can find us somewhere. I don't think the YouTubes is going to be good enough for, for a comic book. How the fuck you know? Did you look? Hey, hey, calm that down. Like hey, that sounds like a no. Calm down, motherfucker. Go act like he knows everything. I'm just trying to help you, bro. <laughs> That's not as nice me, baby. It's Bobby. I'm All right, here. Bobby. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Bobby. Dang. I got a truck you can use. I might <laughs> I might take you up on that one day. <laughs> Sticky. Smells like peanuts. <laughs> sorry. Right. Smells like penis. Why does your trunk smell like penis? You don't want to know, baby. All right. Uh, anyway. Let's just right. add deep dicta for a long time. I, I bet you did. And probably after she was gone, too, huh? All right, we should cut that. All out. right, all right. Anyway, uh, <laughs> and we edit. Thank you guys for joining us. We want to thank magician John Armstrong for coming on our show. He was an awesome guy. Look him up on the internet. Go check out the YouTubes, as Bobby said. You can find him on his website. Oh, baby, That's, they also had the Yahoos. They had the Yahoos too. Uh, you can check out uh, cardjohn.com and. Uh, He's got some videos on there, and even if hey, if you guys are feeling squirrely and you want to hire the man, you can hire him off his website as well. Pretty awesome. So uh, anyway, I was your host Wayne. Oh, it's my turn, baby. It's Bobby. That's right, Bobby's over here, and I'm the rum guy. And remember, ladies and gentlemen, to keep it, keep it, keep it, magic, 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 magic. That's it.